You are listening to the Business of Dance podcast Fall into February series bonus episode. This audio is from our video portion of the series. To watch the full video, please head to our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Claire O'Shea Coaching. We hope you enjoyed this week's bonus episode. Now, here's your host, Claire O'Shea. It's Claire O'Shea here from the Business of Dance podcast, and I'm so excited to be joining you for our third video episode in our Fall into February series. Now, today's episode is all about a few DIY studio hacks for you, the amazing studio owners. Now, this is a little bit of a hodgepodge list that I've put together just to hopefully get those like creative juices flowing, yeah? If you're feeling a little bit stale, not sure, some things you could do to spruce up the studio or even bring in more income or just generally make your life easier, this is what today's episode is all about. So my first little tip for you is about having like a little container or a little box or a little studio like rescue kit that has any hair ties or sprays and pins and all of those things on hand at all times. Now, if you are a mobile location, like I have a uh, studio headquarters and then I also have premises outside of that in local schools, we have like a little box which has all of those amazing little hair kit stuff so kids don't come in going like, oh, I can't put my hair up in a pony, I don't have a hair tie. And also has the essentials for first aid. So band-aids, um, a couple little bandages, some antiseptic wipes, some antiseptic stuff for your hands, like an eye wash, and those um, instant snap ice packs which are fantastic for uh, studio owners who are doing multiple locations and they don't have access to a freezer. So that's a tip number one, a little sort of hair kit or sort of first aid kit for your studio and you can have them in each room so your teachers aren't having to leave the room or send out a kid to get a hair tie. It's all there and you can put it on a little trolley station and even show the kids where it is. Now, I know we want to encourage them to do it themselves, uh, but you know it could just be something that sort of makes your life a little bit easier. Another thing to keep things really neat and tidy, and depending on your studio space, would to be have have some kind of cupboard or space for the kids to store their stuff when they're at dancing. So. We used to have a problem where we'd come in and like in our main studio, there would be bags everywhere and everyone sort of be tripping over it, trying to get in. And there was water bottles, people tip them over to clean up all the water. It was just messy. I wasn't loving it. I went to Kmart and I got those kind of pretty cheap, like hutch style shelves and we put a couple in each studio and the kids now know when they come in that all of their shoes, their water bottles, their bags get shoved in there and it's just so much neat and tidier. There's not any safety hazard and it's a really great way to keep things off the floor and give you as much dancing space as possible. So I'd recommend that. Another thing I saw, which is really fantastic, is I, and I'm sure many other studio owners out there, have a heap of the like exercise fit balls, which are amazing and we use them all the time, but they're kind of a pain in the butt to store to be honest and I did see some really amazing ways that you could store them up high in your studio so you have access to them when you need them and but they're not in the way currently at my studio we have like these plastic kind of rings that sit on the floor and we kind of stack it up and it's like ring 
then like the exercise ball then it has the ring so it sort of sits in one another but it does take up a lot of room on the floor so one thing I'm looking into is a lot of people have tried this out and you can find it on Pinterest and if you give it a Google is um, basically like buying uh, basketball hoops sorry I didn't play sport I had to think about it for a bit basketball hoops and then securing that to the wall and seeing them on that another thing I saw that was really fantastic was someone created like this sort of PVC pipe frame that kind of just come out from the wall and then they all kind of sat in a row next to each other so that is another great storage tip Another thing that I would recommend, and it really would depend on your location and the different things that you have in place at your studio, but would be to invest in a small portable speaker. So that way, when it's a nice sunny day, if you have access to like a really safe, obviously grass or like not a hard surface area, you could go outside and do like a fun warm up or a fun stretch. And I'm sure the kids would love it. Obviously, there's a lot of parameters around this. If you're on a main road and things like that, it's just not worth it. But it could be a really fun thing to do. And also, it's always great to have a portable speaker for if you're doing camps and things like that, because sometimes you need to go like to different locations, either record, you know, videos for advertising or, you know, I use mine constantly when I go to competitions now. And it's a really great little thing to have and They are so cost affordable these days. So I would highly recommend that. Now, another thing that I love at my studio is, and I, like I said before, I have a headquarters premises so I can do essentially whatever I like in the building for looking that way. But we have painted, as you walk in, our entrance wall with chalkboard paint. And we did it a while ago, probably almost a year and a half ago now. And it sat there empty and black and just not just it was very dark to be honest and I had always intended possibly of getting hiring someone to you know make a beautiful welcoming art and then change it over every you know year or whatever but I just never got around to it I couldn't find someone I didn't I didn't try that hard but you know we all get busy the wall now is fantastic. And what I do, it we have a holiday camp we run every school holidays. And as a part of that activity, I get our students to I just give them a heap of chalk. And then during that week where we're together, when there's a downtime or at certain times throughout the day, the students are able to access the chalk and really create like a beautiful mural. Now, it's not for everybody. It doesn't look perfectly neat. I love it. It's a bit of a, you know, very creative combination of all of these different drawings and uh, slogans and saying and not always the correct spelling. Um, But to me, it really embodies what my studio is about. A lot of fun and, you know, it is a really great way to sort of change that visual element when people come into your studio. Now, if you're, that wasn't really your style and you like something to be a bit more neat and tidy, you could definitely hire someone or even possibly a student who has a particular gift in sort of doing some art and craft and they could create a mural for you and you could give them, you know, a little gift to say thank you. But I'm sure having their mural on the wall would be a gift enough in itself. But it is a really, really fun way to keep changing it up. And I also had, so we have quite a really high wall, which was a challenge to paint but then also in one of our smaller studios where we run all of our petite classes we painted 
like one of the other mini walls in there, that same chalkboard color. And now we have a theme that we run each term in our petite classes. And so we, one of my very talented teachers, she sort of draws up a bit of a mural that matches that theme. So that looks really visually appealing and the kids love it and it's great for getting some social media photos and stuff like that as well. Another thing that you could do if you have a shop front or a reception area and you're just like, oh, it's not looking its best, you could even do sort of like a rotating like display of previous costumes that you've used and things like that to really, you know, as soon as people walk in, they're going to be like, oh, this is a dance studio and it's going to look really colorful and bright and fun. And I'm sure if you're anything like me, you've got boxes and boxes of costumes that are just sitting there. I have like still way too many from my childhood but that's okay but there is always like an odd costume that you order and you you know you should return it but you, you don't because you just like can't be bothered going to the post office so you could put that on like a you know one of those sort of body shapes that people put in the store you could even hang it up and put it nicely on a wall but it's just a nice thing to do to add a bit of color and to change up if you have a bit of a shop front to change it up every now and then now another thing that you could do to increase revenue at your studio which is always something that I know that a lot of us as business owners are looking to do is by introducing limited edition sort of merchandise and stock into your studio so that could be, you know, a set of winter tides or a particular jacket or a sweatshirt or even a t-shirt that just has a slogan on it. It doesn't have to be like super, super fancy or anything, but if you just do a limited run order and whatever you decide it to be, it could be like 10 in each size or, you know, five in each size, whatever. And it's just sort of like first in best dress people are going to be sort of more engaged and more excited to make sure they're getting quick and they get what they want. And it's also going to add, you know, different colors and, you know, just style and fun within your studio while also increasing revenue. Now, if you had a very, very strict uniform policy, this might not be the best for you because it would not really work if they had to buy the stuff and then not wear it in class. But for me, we have a uniform outline and, we then get the students to, you know, wear clothes within that and we provide our students with a free enrollment t-shirt, which I think is also a great incentive. But by having sort of a more of an open uh, uniform policy, like they still have to wear like leotards for ballet and skirts and tights and shoes and the hair in a bun, but we sort of just pick a color rather than a very specific style. So that, that would work in that way, but definitely like warm up stuff is something that we all introduced to our studios as they're coming in, which is fantastic. And if you do have like a bit more of a strict uniform policy or something that you're very, everyone has to have exactly the same thing, you could even look into introducing like different limited edition like ribbons for their hair or even, you know, bags or water bottles or little books, little, you know, just little extra things, little purses or things that they could put all their hair ties in or even their point shoes. But having a small sort of runs of things or even big if you have a really large studio is a great way for people to be wanting to buy the next thing. It's just human nature. Now, that's a bit of a revenue thing. Now, I'm just going on to just give you just some more tips because you deserve it. And I have been loving this. And when I've shown people, they were like, wow, that looks really great. And my team love it. So if you haven't done it already, I would really recommend creating a beautiful team handbook for your teachers and your studio. I'm actually, I'm going to get mine to show you one sec. 
So this is my book that I created. This is my old one. This is from last year. But this is something that I give to my team members and I print it out and it's all nice. And it's something that really is great if if you're wanting your team to come back to and really sort of engage with and need sort of those extra little check-in points throughout the term or throughout the year. And it's also, I find it really fun to create for them. And I also add fun things like inspiring quotes. And what else do I do? I've got important dates I needed to remember. I've got letters from me. We talk about our studio values, more quotes. And then we go into all of like the practical stuff as well. So then they have all of the information about the expected requirements of the teacher, as well as um, kind of like the awkward stuff, more like, you know, what is inappropriate behavior, what would need to happen, how many warnings before I would have to sort of let them go for something, which has never happened. But, you know, these are the things we need to outline as business owners to make sure that everyone's aware and that we know that we've done the right thing in the process if we ever had to eventually let someone go. At the back here as well, I also included some different sort of templates that my teachers could use when they were planning out their classes. So I've gone and taken this a little bit more of a step further this year and given them a term outline for each class. But I have included space in the handbook this year as well, which gave them opportunity to, to, you know, dream and imagine and brainstorm amazing things for their classes, as well as take notes of like fun warm-ups they might have had a think like a, a thought of or um, possibly even like if they saw something online that was really cool, they just needed a place to write it down. So this is where they come to for all things dance energy and it's a really great training tool and to get them to come back to it each term each week when they know they're coming to work at my studio we haven't released this episode on the podcast yet but in march we have the pleasure of welcoming the beautiful erin nash to the podcast and we recently had a chat and she shared something with me that I thought was so amazing and you'll hear more about it in our March episodes, which will be sure to share with you in March. But it, it was so fantastic and I really loved it because I know there's always so many studio owners out there who are really always like, I don't have the right team. I don't know where to find them. Like all, people leave and they're just really not happy with how it's working. So Erin said to me, and this is an Erin Nash tip. And if you want to find her, you can find her on Facebook at Erin Nash. And it was so fantastic. And I loved it. So on her website, she has a tab that says like, you know, apply for work or like work for us or, or, you know, something like that. And then when you click on that, there's a video of Erin and she talks to her potential future employees all about, you know, the value of their studio, what they do, what they're about, what their focus is. And when we were having this discussion, she said, because it's a great way if people go, oh, I really like her, I align with that. Well, then they can then take the next step to apply. But if someone was to come to that video and go, oh yeah, I'm not really about that. Well, then they've automatically sort of self-selected themselves out of the process. And we don't really go through that annoying interview backwards and forwards stage and waste everyone's time. Now, my favorite part, and she spoke to me and I was all like, whoa, like that is amazing, was so they feel like an online form and then once they hit it, it triggers an automated email sequence, which you know I'm all about. So then from there, there was like, I think she said two or three emails spread out over like a 10-day period, which was like, you know, thank you so much for applying. We really appreciate it. Hey, could you answer these three questions for me? 
And then it got into sort of things about their own values and, you know, what they would do in a situation. There was a few like sort of, you know, uh, multi-options where you could check them and things like that. And then we were discussing about, you know, it was it gave a great insight into the, the potential new teacher. But like I said before, it's also a great way for people to kind of self-eliminate themselves because if they're not bothered essentially to go through that process, well, then they're not your ideal teacher. So they're already kind of removing themselves from the job position. And then you have got a group of relief teachers or team members that you can potentially hire that are a constant, you know, amazing source of people that you can then rely on to you know fill in if need be or if you have the amazing problem of having classes that are too full and need to put extra classes on you already have some potential new teachers that you can hire and my last tip for the day because I think this video is going to be extremely long is all about sort of creating consistent cash flow within your business now in Australia we have the four terms and generally people either you know, have the payment four times a year, or they might have that monthly automated payment, which is also great. But we do have a lot of holidays and there's a lot of time where the studio is not being used. My tip for you is either to find someone to hire your premises over the school holidays or to fill your premises with school holiday camps and workshops and, you know, fun afternoons or like babysitting kind of events where people will pay you for the kids to come and have a fabulous time, obviously, but it's also generating a great source of income for you. So like I said, that was a lot of random tips and tricks, but it's just some things that I've been thinking about lately. And in the past, I know that a lot of people have been super interested by them. So I thought I would share them with you and I hope you find either even one of these tips really interesting and something that you might want to pursue. So again, thank you so much for joining me in today's video episode in our fall into February series. We've only got one more left next week and I'm sure that you are going to love it too. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Facebook at Claire O'Shea Coaching. I hope you have a fantastic day wherever you are and I look forward to talking to you really soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.